0: Yeah.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Pair Pro. This is Jesse J along with Mr. Chance Hancock and our amazing board up Blue. Hi. We're gonna be doing a cool show today. Super cool. This show's gonna suck. It's I'm gonna be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna fail miserably. We have the uh, what's it? Ripley's. Ripley's. Believe it or not, record holder of the largest Ouija board ever built. I let you open the show, and you almost screw it up. <laughs> hey, that's what I do. I screw things up. So,
2: yes, calling in at 6.15 uh, on our show tonight, we have Rick and Kate Schreck. Uh, they are the creators, the builders, so on and so forth, of the world's largest, uh, at Rebleys, believe it or not, the world's largest Ouija board. And uh, I think they are the ones who brought on 2020. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to blame I mean...
0: for
2: that. <laughs> 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 there was stuff already going to crap, man. It had nothing to do with that.
3: <laughs> but I got a lot of questions
2: though. I have a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Huh? Yes. Um, well, see, I know Rick and and I know his wife. You know, um, it, we all used to be on Vitty Space together, uh, which is owned by Nick Roth and Elizabeth Saint. Um, they have like paranormal horror shows, stuff like that. And when I used to do DeadX Radio, our show was one of the radio shows on there, or podcast. And uh, I had interviewed them prior, before all this happened, when they built the Ouija board. So now that we have the new show, Paraprobe. I I was like, man, I gotta talk to them again. I gotta see how long it took to do all this, and you know, have
1: they summoned anything? You know, summoned (laughs) anything? Did you open any portals? I mean, that would potentially bring on 2020. What if they were the
2: ones who make the monoliths pop up everywhere?
1: Dude, that would be awesome. You got that picture I sent you earlier, that meme with the bears on the monolith. (laughs) Uh, He's I
2: really want up. to like recreate one of those monoliths and I just want to drive around and just keep posting one everywhere and just keep messing with people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm bad, but it's <laughs> what I want to do. <laughs> hey it'll make it'll make things interesting. It'll be a fun day. Yeah. It's my lot in life to screw up people and get paid for it. So yep. and spare probe. <laughs> 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 so Blue, how was your uh how was your uh week?
0: Um, I make a lot of stuff, and it's Christmas time, so, hectic. So you're an elf. (laughs) I mean, I like Lord of the Rings, so yes. Just not the same, kind
2: of? Well, I I just (laughs) assumed you are kind of short, you make a lot of stuff, and it's Christmas. Ding, 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 ding. I
0: also hide from people.
1: Oh, there you go. There There you go. go. Yep, all right. So, Jesse, what about you, bud? Uh, it's been a very long week, very hectic. Um, working on Christmas for the fam, and, uh... Got surprised with a crazy Christmas present, and I got a couple more mouths I'm going to have to feed. Um, we're getting two little tortoises, because my son <laughs> loves tortoises. Nice. Every time we go to Lowry Park Zoo, big shout out to them, by the way, we uh, have to go pet the tortoises.
2: Yeah. I'm really glad you clarified, because I was going <laughs> to go, Just she have twins coming? Yeah. No, 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 no. I couldn't handle twins. See, you should have just left the tortoise thing Twins running her, her family, dude. I'm not doing not that. everybody guess Yeah, dude, I'm
1: going to spread that rumor now on social <laughs> media, though. You're hilarious. I know. You're so funny. I know. I'm I'm. I'm, 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 I'm going to chop your little leg off. I am photogenic, <laughs>
2: too. I'm going to actually
1: take a picture of me smiling while I like, put that rumor out there. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> I hope your pinky falls off.
2: <laughs> well, at least it was my pinky this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last time you wished something <laughs> other part of my anatomy can't say that on radio. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can. just got to be clean about how you say it. I'm not clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, my uh, my week was uh,
1: pretty decent. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody asked <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. That. I will remember yeah. that. How was your week, Mr. Hancock? I hope your tortoise
2: gets lost. Don't say that. I want Jackson don't to keep his, but yours, I hope it gets lost. No, no
1: they don't. do better in pairs. That's where we're getting to. They have to have each other. Are they like
2: male and female, or
1: male and male, or female? I don't know. I don't know anything about tortoises. I'm literally. Then how the hell do you know they do better in pairs? Because the person we're getting them from, which is my son's daycare lady. Who's just trying to get rid of two turtles no, and no. Said, no. hey, no, no, she... no, you got to buy them
2: in pairs. They do better. That way you <laughs> just get rid of both of them at once. No,
1: no, no. You she's a, screwed. She's a great lady. Okay. She's phenomenal. Okay, fine. But, um, I'll no, leave you on this one. <laughs> she's been raising tortoises for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and she's never sold any or anything like that, but Becky was talking, my wife, was talking to you know her about tortoises and how mm-hmm. Jackson loves tortoises, and she's like, I wish I knew somebody at the bottom. And she was like, boom, here you go. Hey, She's like, how much? I'm like, here you go. How <laughs> big are they? They're they're babies. Oh, they're babies. Oh, they're, okay.
2: They're they're small. Like uh, Mike Alta on the Mike Alta show, uh, I always hear him talking about Ralphie, his tortoise that he has, and that thing's like grown into a beast, man. <laughs> he has his own Instagram page. I actually follow it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I am that much of a nerd. It's like I just wait to see how big he you know keeps getting. Okay, well. Yeah, so that'll be the show for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, no I'm turtles, <laughs> turtles, paranormal turtles. We have, we have <laughs> ten minutes to burn. So oh, I can do that easy. Yeah, standing on my you head. Can. I can. do you that in the bathroom. Watch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't wait till we go to video. Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, by the way, uh, we over the last few days I actually have been editing our past episodes and putting them out there. Um, I had them on Podbean. So if you go to Podbean. And it's P O D B E A N, Pod Bean. If you go to their website and just put in Paraprobe, our show will pop up. I got two of our episodes up there. I'm still editing a whole bunch of other ones, and today's show, of course, will be, you know, loading it on there. I'll pro- I hopefully we'll have all the episodes loaded up by tomorrow. But uh, so yeah, so people can start checking us out. Now from there, I'm also putting everything onto iTunes. So that way for, because we know it's hard. Six, you know, in the afternoon on a, you know, Saturday, it's really hard for people to, you know, catch our show live. Most people are going out to dinner or just getting back from their day stuff that they do or maybe their day job or whatever, you know, or doing dinner. So I get it. It's kind of hard to catch a show live sometimes. Um, But, however, we want to make that easier by making sure I start putting all these recorded episodes so you guys have a place to go to go back and check them all
1: out. Come find us right <laughs> oh and i finally started the twitter page i hate you i hate twitter and i hate you <laughs> i started twitter
2: now so now paraprobe is officially on uh twitter instagram and facebook on facebook and instagram it's paraprobe radio on uh twitter it's just
1: paraprobe hey keep it simple okay yep. okay and we have a new logo that we put out too the little skull with the it's super cool. I was digging it. Yeah, I, I was super digging it.
2: I uh I took that the new logo we got and I made it into a high res one and then like I started doing a couple of T shirt designs and stuff. Um, speaking of which, coming up next year, I'm not gonna give out any details, but we are actually working on putting out some events that we're gonna be doing, including paranormal events that we'll be hosting, emceeing, the whole shebang. Um, And we're looking probably around about springtime because by then, hopefully, with the vaccines coming out and the whole nine yards, maybe life will start getting a little bit normal. Not going to bet on it, but we're hoping. And uh, if all this happens, we're looking to maybe start doing some live paranormal events at uh, different locations. We'll be out there broadcasting live. Um, We've only been doing the show now for five weeks. And our show numbers, when we took a look at them, are growing exponentially like every single week. It's crazy. So it's, yeah.
1: It's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah, no, i people are I'm listening. definitely looking forward to the <laughs> events. Um, hopefully, we'll see some people out there, a lot of people, all the people, all the people. And hopefully, everything will work, and uh, 2021 will be the year for everybody, because 2020 has sucked. Dude. Flat out sucked. I'm just
2: really hoping, <laughs> I'm telling you, like last weekend, I'm really hoping the Mayans were not dyslexic, and Woo. they meant to do 2021, not 2012. We had
1: like a two-hour conversation about dyslexic Mayans. I'm not even kidding. Oh, yeah. Not even kidding. We were talking for two hours about dyslexic Mayans.
2: Well, actually, it was two minutes, but we're dyslexic. It looked like two hours, so. Okay. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> I can't remember what year, but there was a year in college where somebody was actually listening listening to me talking about Lord of the Rings, and I had like a four-hour conversation about the elves of Lord of the Rings. So I can I can believe that. I can believe a two-hour conversation about my dyslexic Mayans. This is
1: totally. why we like you, Blur. You make us feel a little less crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody
2: that obsessed over elves, I feel yeah. so much better about hey, L- it. L- yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling
1: you what, it's ooh. Well, it's just like
2: we're talking about paranormal people when you know you get some of these guys out there, you know, going that uh oh you're not a real investigator, you know, unless you do it this way or that way and I'm like, right. dude, you chase around imaginary stuff in the dark possibly. You don't even know if it's even real. Nobody knows for certain. You know, it's like so. Please, you're the last one to be giving anybody crap.
1: <laughs> I love your saying. I love your saying when you come with that because it. Well, is that the uh, normal will get you faster than the paranormal will,
2: <laughs> dude? You know what? Actually, I will tell you a real story about the normal hurting you a lot faster than a paranormal. All right, here's the deal. I had said this like uh, a few episodes back. Um, when you're doing an investigation, like especially a haunted investigation, you're you're in a location that you are unfamiliar with. It's dark, you know. A a coffee table has killed many a shins during investigations, yeah. all right? So, trust me, when people are worried about, you know, aren't you worried about a ghost hurting you? No, I'm actually nervous about tripping over, you know, a coffee table or some kid's Lego or toy or something and throwing an ankle, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: I literally almost cut my toe off well, on a Lego. Well, hold on. All right, so we're <laughs> yeah, on this investigation. Seems legit. Uh, with my, my old group. Uh, we were out doing this investigation one night. Uh, we saw what looked like footsteps going through high grass with nobody there, and there's three of us witnessing it, right? So we start following it. We and it's three of us right in a line, right? I got my my camera up on my shoulder. My buddy Charlie's right behind me, he, and now I'm six foot, all right, 220 the uh, 227 pounds. Charlie's like six one, probably about 200. Now Toby behind him is like six four. About 300. Big guy, okay? So we're walking through this grass. It's pitch black, middle of the night. We're walking, we're walking. It's We're not realizing the grass is just getting higher and higher and higher. To where It's like almost up to my neck now, right? And then finally, I can't follow this thing anymore. I was hoping to find something on, on video, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I heard... <clears throat> <laughs> and I just stopped dead. And Charlie literally like runs into me. Toby runs into him because we're walking kind of fast. And Charlie like leans his head over my shoulder and he's like, what is it? And I was like,
0: hog. <laughs>
2: he's like, what? And I was like, and literally you hear, and I went, hog, like that. And he goes, run. We didn't yeah, I know. Those guys are mean. Oh, man, we were cooking out of this grass, right? <laughs> Now, mind you, there is a a cemetery next to this location where we're at. We make it, because we're trying to get away from this thing, wound up going into the cemetery. I was hurdling tombstones. I swear to God, dude, I look like I could have been a part of the Olympics. And I'm like cooking it, all three of us, man. Now, when we come out, this is the funniest part. Some of our team was sitting on the outlying area, like on the benches there, to to kind of take a break. All they see is me go past, Charlie go past, Toby go past. They turn around, and they're like, what is it? And they're, like, running, trying to keep up with us. We're going, oh. <laughs> so, yes, the normal will hurt you a lot faster than the paranormal. I can tell you for a fact. Oh, my God, man. One of the scariest moments I ever had in my life, but I was laughing so hard. You ever had that moment of fear that you start laughing? That was that moment, man. I just was cracking up.
1: I'm hungry now. I want yeah. some bacon.
2: Uh, one of the other ones that was really, really funny was we are doing an investigation of a house in Daytona. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we use the, the patio as a command center, right? Uh, me and Charlie, we're downstairs down and it actually has like a like a basement area. We're down there, you know, doing our thing. All of a sudden I hear on the radio, can you guys please come up here? And I'm like, 10-4, on our way up. So me and Charlie come walking up. Now everybody is gone from the command center except for one guy. His name was Bo. Bo was very young. He was 18 years old, new to you know doing this kind of stuff. He had a very high-pitched voice, kind of like yours, Blue. Not making yeah. fun of you, but kind no, of high-pitched, that's, right? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I looked at him, and all the monitors and everything are just flashing. All the alarms are going off. He looked at me and became James Earl Jones. <laughs> because his voice went from up here, octave, to all of a sudden he went, I'm done.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he was gone. Yeah. He split. So we, we go following everybody outside, and everybody's out on the curb. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, dude, we seen something like flash by the camera behind you guys, and then everything went nuts. And uh, it looks like we may have our guest calling in. Woo. Woo-hoo. So, yes, that was the funniest moment. With Don't you accidentally I hang up, Dylan.
0: I did not accidentally hang up. <laughs> I'm there on the air right now. Thank you very much. Oh, so they're actually
2: on the air. What's going on, guys?
0: Hey. hey. What up?
2: Hey, what's going on? Hey, this is Chance, and uh, we have Jesse over here. Jesse, say hi. What's up?
3: What's Hello. up, Jesse?
2: All right, real quickly. Now, remember, guys, I used to do DeadX Radio. We were uncensored and allowed to say whatever we wanted. This is real radio, so no cursing. Yeah.
0: No, no profanity. <laughs>
2: so yeah, you can say damn, you can say hell. That's pretty much about it.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. So, how's that damn Ouija board doing?
3: It's it's doing all right. It's uh, it's slumbering right now. He's waiting to be awakened.
2: (laughs) Listen, guys. I want. Uh, actually, we'll start with you, Rick. Tell us a little. Well, we already know who you are, but tell our audience a little bit more about you and what you do.
3: Uh, well, I'm a professional tattoo artist for the last 26 years. I own House of a Thousand Tattoos here in New Jersey, a horror-themed tattoo stop tattoo shop. I'm vice president of the Talking Board Historical Society, um, where we preserve and celebrate people, places, and, um, and Ouija boards of talking board history. Uh, I don't know, I'm an artist. I've been an artist my whole life. I'm a father and husband to the mighty K Tanis who's sitting next to me.
2: So now, with, with little mama next to you, because I, I miss <laughs> talking to her too. So, what do you do? What do you throw into the mix here?
0: I'm just, a, I'm, I guess I, you could say that I'm just the, the, like, I'm like, go Rick, go Rick. I'm his cheerleader. I'm his biggest fan.
2: <laughs> oh, you don't have to be, you, seriously, you don't have to be humble. We know you're the brains behind the operation.
0: Uh...
3: <laughs> it's true. Hey, behind
1: every man, there's the strong woman. Pushing him right out the Absolutely. door. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know, I, I was, um, I, I went through a divorce, uh, right when I went through a divorce, I met Kate, and, you know, I was a very different person before I met her. I was always like the crazy dude that everybody knows now, but I looked very different. I wore like Tommy Hilfiger clothes and stuff.
2: Oh, trust me, I I've seen to, the photographs, yeah. bud. I went yeah, to yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I was
3: trying to be cool, you know. <laughs> I was trying to be like uh, in style. And then like Kate, when Kate came along, you know what? Like we both allowed each other to be ourselves, and uh, out came the Adams family in New Jersey.
2: <laughs> you uh, literally, when I was looking at your Facebook page and going back through, looking at some of the old photos of you guys, you know, to throw out there for like our, you know, our little promo and all that. I was going through looking at all these little pictures and stuff because I just, I don't know, I ain't going to lie, I got curious at that point. You really did. You went from looking like that that all-American son to like Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> and I prefer the Sons of Anarchy look, actually. No, it, it looks, looks better. Yeah. It's great, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it really does. It fits you. So what got you started and in going into doing Ouija boards?
3: Um. Oh man. I mean, it goes way back. I, you know, I I was into Ouija boards in high school because I'd heard about them through all my friends that were doing like witchcraft and whatnot. Yeah, I went to high school in the '80s, graduated in 1988, and uh, I always heard that uh, a real a real Ouija board was made out of like a, a used coffin lid. So I was enamored with that kind of stuff. Went and bought a little Ouija board in 1985 in a in a, a Kreskies by me. I don't know if you guys even know Kreskies is. And uh, nothing. It was just a little game board, and I never thought of it ever again until 1992 when uh, a friend of mine, me and my buddy George, we drove all the way to Salem, Massachusetts, on a whim. A friend of mine goes, yeah, you could just go there and see, like, where the witches were hanged. And we drove there, a five-hour ride, and it happened to be, by coincidence, it was the 300th anniversary of the Salem Witch Trials. Wow. So when we got there, like, you know, normally Salem's nuts on October as it is, but because of the 300th anniversary, it was it was off the charts crazy, and I fell in love with the place. And then I realized that the Parker Brothers Ouija board said Salem, Massachusetts, and I became obsessed with it from then on.
1: Hmm. Wow, that's phenomenal.
2: So my question, being with that, is like, because <laughs> I'll, I'll get into the the you know Ouija Zilla a little bit later. But like, how often have you actually used the Ouija board for like you know any type of you know investigation or anything like that? Never. Never, not once.
3: Never. No, that doesn't work for me. I I always said that I was born without a soul. It just doesn't work. (laughs) work (laughs)
2: uh, Well, see, here's the thing. I'm sure you've heard this a million times. There's so many people out there go, Ouija boards are evil. It opens up doors and brings in demons and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. This is the reality of it on how I look at it. And I'm not saying I'm right or I'm wrong. This is just my opinion about Ouija boards. A Ouija board is just like a gun. The gun is nothing but a paperweight until you pick it up and point it and pull the trigger. With the Ouija mm-hmm. board, what's the difference between using a Ouija board or doing an EVP? You're still reaching out to someone on the other side one way or another. So right. I, I really don't see the the big threat with a Ouija board. And let's be real. Like you said, Parker Brothers was selling them for entertainment.
1: So, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing this, uh, yep. getting ready for this interview, I was looking up the history on because I, I – I honestly have been completely ignorant about Ouija boards up until this. Like, I had n- not wanted anything to do with them. I subscribed to the Superstition, the whole nine, and, like, I got excited because, you know, it's Rick or Mortis, you know? it was like, all right, I've heard of this guy. He's awesome. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so let me actually dig into the history. Dude, literally, your face did
2: light up when I told you I, was, I got him
1: coming on I the I got show. super excited. I lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> But, no, I, I dug into the history of it, and it was, like, a legit thing. Like, people were using these on dates and stuff. So yep. is that how you all met?
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I – Yeah. And you know, it's funny how how I met Kate was I was I actually tattooed her boyfriend's name on her. She was a customer one year ago. <laughs> Dude, yes.
0: that
2: is smooth. And I, I told
3: her, you should be writing Rick here. She goes, will you cut it out? You're married. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It, it, <laughs> that
2: is smooth some, magic, sometime bro. Sometime when later, you can tattoo another man's up. name on – on your future girlfriend, it, it, it turns into being, you know, your loved one
3: forever. that That's mm-hmm. smooth. i, I got to give you props on that one. <laughs> well, now she, now she has over the top of it, she's got a sweet lower back tribal piece. Oh, yeah.
2: I was just going to ask if she still had the name on
3: there. <laughs> it's like a time machine back to 1997.
2: Man. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. So it's a tribal tattoo, and, and we're taking it as on the backside. Okay, we now know where the tattoo mm-hmm. is located.
3: Okay. Yep. Right.
2: yep. And now yeah, nowadays
3: a, they call it tram stamp. We used to call them lower back tattoos.
2: Well, in, in, in actuality, with a tribal tattoo, if you break it down to the actual like Cherokee language and you read it, it says Rick's property. <laughs> 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 I,
3: yeah, I snuck that in there. <laughs>
2: All right. So let's move on to Weegeezilla. How did that come to be? Like, like, what sparked you guys to want to do something like that?
3: Uh, that that was a long time coming, man. You know, I've been making Ouija boards now since like two thousand three, two thousand four was when I made the first uh, Shrek talking boards, right? And that was back when um eBay was the Wild West, and I was on there buying. You know, all of us collectors were buying Ouija boards back then for you know forty to sixty bucks, and that's how our collections got so big. Mm-hmm. Now you look at some of the ones I spent sixty dollars on, and they're six seven hundred dollars. It's crazy, you know. And, uh, I, I saw guys, there was this guy on there, his name was Dan Whitaker. Uh, he, he's, uh, he passed away, but he was, uh, a big inspiration to me. He was making replicas of the Witchboard, uh, board, which is funny, because he had one of the very first websites where he was selling Ouija boards, handmade Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. And I look and I go, I, you know, this guy is, he's, he's claiming he's selling them to like the tune of, he's made like $100,000 selling Ouija boards. But I'm looking and I go, I think he's using a Sharpie marker. And it wasn't until many, many years later when I obtained one of his, I go, this man was sharpie and plywood.
2: Oh my god.
3: I, yeah, yeah, but he was he was selling them like hotcakes, and he was my inspiration to make my own.
2: And the and, worst part is, a majority yeah. of the people who bought those probably had no idea that's how it was made. No,
3: yeah, they had no idea. Yep. So I started um, right away I wanted to do something unusual because everybody else was just they were copying, you know, what they saw. They were copying the Parker Brothers one or. Whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: I was like, you know what? I I always wanted one made out of used coffin lid, which I haven't found yet. Still my holy grail. I'm gonna make my own, but I you know I, I haven't found a real one, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I go, I'm gonna start making Ouija boards out of creepy stuff. <laughs> so I I knew somebody who demolished a church, and he had all the um oak church pews. So I started chopping up church pews to make them. And then, uh, somebody had a prayer bench. I chopped up the prayer bench. Anything I get my hands on, I made into Ouija boards. And I went crazy back then. Like, I really wanted to, um, have something different than nobody else had. So I had a friend who obtained a bunch of, um, I not say leftovers. But you know, when you, when you cremate, um, humans, mm-hmm. uh, in the crematorium, there's a bunch of stuff that ends up on the bottom. You know, it's like all the yeah. mess, you know. And, um, that When they cleaned that thing out, my my buddy got a whole box of it. He got, like, five pounds of this, like, leftover cremains. And he gave me a bunch. So I drilled holes in wood, and I started making Ouija boards out of, like, drilled hole wood, and I was sealing cremains in them and selling them that way, hoping maybe I can get a result. And uh, still nothing. Dude, that's you know, insane. I, I was like, how far <laughs> I got to go? How far I got to go, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, um, you know, at the time... Robert Merch and I, the president of TBHS and top collector in the world, um, me and him were just two dudes talking about it all the time on the phone. And I said, one day I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to paint on like a football field by my parents' house, a Ouija board on on the football field. I'll do it with that white thing they line the field with. Yeah. And I'll park my truck in the middle of it, put it in neutral, put a planchette on the roof, and we'll see if we can make my car move. And <laughs> <laughs> He thought that was such an insane idea. Chesson's
2: he has got like, nothing on do him. That,
3: you have to video it, you know. And we kept talking about it, talking about it, and years went by. And uh, one day I said to him, I go, you know, I had all these ideas, and I feel like procrastination is one of my um, character defects. I'm no longer going to talk smack. I'm going to follow through on everything I come up with. And merch said, why don't you do that world's largest Ouija board? And I go, dude, did you have any idea... How much money it would cost me to make that. And he said, Well, you know, you know a lot of people. Why don't you ask if somebody would sponsor you? And I, I have a friend that works for a, uh, a company that builds giant um, crates, where they are, crates that are the size of 18 wheelers.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I was tattooing him one day, and I told him my idea. And he goes, Dude, I can give you enough wood to build a house. Just tell me how much you need.
1: Yes. And
3: he goes, Give me a number. And I go, Uh huh. And I, I figured it out. I go, is like 99 sheets too much and he's like that's it we won't even notice that's gone <laughs> so yeah who does this so guy for <laughs> and, all, and that's how it started yeah. and, you know I don't know if you guys heard the, the story I told people but I almost got killed by that wood too what
2: no no you I didn't know. know about that
3: yeah which which would have been awesome because I would have went down in Ouija history
2: <laughs> officially but, killed by a Ouija board yeah
3: like people would be like say Rick and Mortis three times and he appears you know <laughs> um, <you> No. Know, <laughs> Uh, they, they sent me these, these, it's um, three quarter inch plywood, four by eight, right? 70 pounds each. So they were delivering them ten at a time, because I couldn't paint more than that anyway. And, uh, they, they brought me ten, and I stacked them up sideways, like how you put, like, cards against the wall, mm-hmm. and I had them, in, I had them in my hallway at the tattoo shop. And I'm flipping through them like an idiot, like, trying to see if they're any damaged, but I'm, um, if you imagine leaning towards it and pulling it towards you, <laughs> well, once, the, once the center of gravity came towards me, there was no stopping this pile. And it, it came back, and it pinned me to the wall. And diagonally, I was pinned to the wall where it had the, um, I had all those sheets of plywood to my stomach and to the corner of the wall I got pinned. Man. And I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. It was just under my ribcage. And uh, Kate heard me, and she came running in, and she's like, I can't move it. One, one, one piece at a time, she had to pull it off of me. And I had this giant bruise that looked like a, a purple earthworm around my stomach.
2: Wow. Yeah, it
3: was
0: scary. It was cool. No. <laughs> it was
2: cool. It's like, no, 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 it wasn't.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, but here's the funny part, though. Uh, honestly, there is there is a funny part to this. You're building something. It falls and almost crushes you. You basically was Wile Coyote. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Because you were building a you know a giant Ouija board to catch something. Think about this: you are the human wily e. coyote.
1: That's true. You dug deep, bro. True. I did. <laughs> went deep on that one. I went. I went,
2: I went Warner Brothers, bro.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, wh- how long did it take you to put all this together?
3: Uh, it, it was a year and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it, it was a year and a half straight of, of um, being back there every day. I didn't take a day off, so I was back there. Um, when it was, you know, uh, they said the windshield factor here was like, you know, 10 below
0: mm-hmm. and
3: I was back there with no heaters and we would paint, we would paint like four boards and it would take a week for the paint to dry because it was just freezing back there, yeah. but I was like, I'm like you know what, I'll do something, something's better than nothing, you know, mm-hmm. and then we were back there when it was 100 degrees too, it was it was miserable in there. There were times that uh, I really had to talk to myself to, to keep going. Oh, I almost I'm abandoned sure. ships so many times.
1: It was most definitely worth it, though.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I would have really been disappointed in myself if I didn't complete this project because I had somebody give me thousands of dollars worth of wood. And then I have a friend who, um, he's a manager of Benjamin Moore Paints here. He gave me all the uh, stain.
0: So mm-hmm.
3: I have, like, that was like high-end um, waterproofing deck stain that's on that thing.
2: So currently right now, what is the full size of this Ouija board for our listening audience?
3: It's 44, uh, 42 feet high, 77 across, right? or uh, 72 by 44. Sorry.
1: Man, that's huge. Yeah, yeah that's big.
3: It's 99 sheets of uh, four by eight plywood.
1: Now, has anybody tried to use it to uh, talk to anything, or is it just decoration?
3: Yeah, we um we've tried to use it. the The funny thing about the planchette is it's actually 15 and a half feet long, and you can move it with one hand. with Oh, it's almost effortless.
1: That's crazy. Uh, I ha-
3: Man, I had that thing so well-balanced. It took me probably almost two months just to do the planchette. The the planchette was more challenging the, than the board itself. The board was just repetition.
0: Man. But to make
3: that thing, um, that, that giant heavy thing, um, not collapse in the middle, first of all, was the hard part because it was so long, and there was a hole in the middle. So it wasn't like I could just draw like a giant A out of, out of two-by-fours Mm-hmm. And make it sturdy. There was a giant hole in the middle, which you know, that was the challenge. So what I what happened was um it did have three feet like a traditional planchette and I had it sitting in the garage for about a week and I noticed it started sagging and I'm like, you know what? I I would really be embarrassed if this was at Salem and it collapsed. So I go, you know, I'm gonna have to cheat. I'm gonna have to put a fourth leg in the center and in my tattoo shop. I had a uh, pedestal that I dug out of the garbage by one of the funeral homes by my house, because I'm always garbage picking at the funeral
0: homes, (laughs) and
3: so they were throwing away one of those pedestals you put flowers on, and I go, this is even cooler, because now the planchette's powered by, like, funeral home pedestal. (laughs)
2: Man, it's got Toshiba to beat yeah. all the hell. <laughs> yeah. and
3: the, the, if you look at the, the photos of the planchette, the feet of the planchette are huge. They're these big boxes, and the reason why they're like that is because inside those boxes is an upside-down stainless steel mixing bowl that I got from Walmart, filled with felt, and I had the planchette gliding on bowling balls at first. So the thing was on these ball bearings, homemade ball bearings that I made. Mm-hmm. And it did, it didn't move fast enough like it moved but you know how, like what felt like if you put felt under a heavy piece of furniture it'll move for yeah, yeah oh
1: yeah you can move it with i wanted
3: mind. yeah so last minute like right the week of the event i went to uh the hardware store and i just got caster wheels that hold like 800 pounds a piece and the thing just glided like it was on uh, ice
1: nice that's
3: awesome
2: well we are actually looking forward to doing some uh future events with our show putting together you know putting putting together some paranormal events and uh, we would definitely love to have you guys come out. And is there any way possible you could bring the board?
3: <laughs> it, it it would be possible, but it's it's quite an undertaking. It it takes a lot of time to put that together.
2: Well, Jesse can help you. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me like, huh? <laughs> I'm getting
3: old yeah, now. underneath underneath that thing is a um a two a frame of two by fours. This is like three hundred two by fours that we had to screw together too.
2: Good lord, man. Now, how did you guys get wrapped up with Ripley's with this?
3: Uh, well, Ripley's was was a funny. Um, so, you know, initially I I wanted to submit the uh, the whole thing to Guinness Book of World Records, and I you know I don't know if you're familiar with how that Guinness works, but like you you fill out a thing online and it takes like I don't know 18 weeks. You gotta wait, and then they'll get back to you, and then you gotta prove it, and then they'll make you wait another 18 weeks. But on their website, if you want to expedite anything, you know, you drop like eight hundred bucks, it'll get to you in five days, and you drop another six or something, and something like that, something weird like that. But you could expedite yeah. it if you pay. And um, I had gotten um, in contact with somebody from there, and they were like, okay, you know, you know, if you want to, uh, a judge and everything else sent there, it costs this much money. And I was like, wow, you know, I wasn't aware of like that it would be so much but you know i am a vice president of a nonprofit. if i involved a nonprofit, and if i ask a bunch of people to sponsor that's how it ended up with all the sponsors on the outer edges okay you know initially it was smaller mm-hmm. and it still would have been the biggest in the world without the, the sponsor frame but i go you know what if i make it really cool like you know almost like a monopoly board on the outside it'll be unique you know so I started trying to get sponsors involved, and I raised a, a great deal of money, uh, but it just wasn't enough to what I, what I would have to give to make an awesome event gotcha. dealing with uh, them. So what ended up happening was they gave me a deadline. You know the 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 event was October twelfth, and they said, okay, by the end of August, you'd have to be paid up to deal with us. And I just I never called them back. I kind of just blew it off because I was like, I can't afford it, and never really. never really asked if uh if there was any other way to do it i kind of just was like you know what i said i know this will go viral and with a certificate or a record or anything or not the whole world's gonna know about this thing it's too big not to
0: oh absolutely yeah
3: so and i go with with the power of the internet now I'll, i'll just do this on our own as as the tbhs will do it you know so uh I I got a bunch of people to sponsor. I, I promised them, you know, if this ends up online, everybody's logo is going to be all you're, you're going to be all over the place. You know, Ouija Zil was on Fox News, and my tattoo shop logo was there, which was so cool. You know.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, man. When, like when I started, like you know, just going back and just kind of looking over stuff, you know, for mm-hmm. you know about the Ouija board. It's like every time I turn around, it's like another news article popped up about it somewhere. You know, yeah. and it was like you know I've seen one for ABC News Channel Nine. You know, Fox yeah. News, it was like all over the place. And I was like, good Lord, man. The, the yeah. story of the board traveled more than the board did.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. definitely. That, well, that's the funny thing is people hear, you know, they hear, well, this is the biggest thing in the world. Right? Autom- automatically, they assume that it's uh, Guinness, and it wasn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, so I think that might have perturbed Guinness a little bit because they were like, who's this guy saying Guinness? And I never did. I just said it's the biggest in the world. Yeah. Right? So during this time, when I thought, you know, okay, well, we're on our own with this, I got a, I, I got a phone call from somebody from Ripley's, believe it or not, and they said, hey, we heard what's going on, that you're doing some kind of big thing. Is this really happening, and uh, how could we get involved? And at that time, I was just so disheartened by, you know, dealing with anybody that I was like, look, man, I don't have any money to give anybody, okay? I'm trying to do this on a zero budget. And they were like, who's saying anything about money? We don't want any money from you. We just asked if we can cover your event yeah and i was i was like holy cow really and <laughs> nice. ripley's was like they they were they to this day are awesome people and they sent they sent two reps up from florida uh they drove up here they they watched us load the truck they drove all the way to salem with us they spent two days there mm-hmm. and uh damn they gave us a four-page spread in the book i mean that. That oh, was wow. really humbling,
2: man. <laughs> oh, big time, I'm sure. I mean, you know, that's the one thing too. I I've I've known other people that have done stuff for Ripley's and, and every one of them said across the board, like they were like so like easy to talk to and get along with and they help you along the way oh, and yeah. this, that and the other. So obviously it's true. I mean you're like the I think the fourth one I know I've known now, you know, that had oh, yeah. nothing but good stuff to say about them.
3: hmm Yeah, they're they're they really are good friends of the family now, you know. Um mm-hmm. I, I got to know a lot of people there and you know, they It's crazy because Halloween is a real big thing for my family. Oh yeah, and they they called me up last year and they go, hey, um, you know, we want you to, uh, could you speak on a morning news show about the new Ripley's book coming out? I go, yeah, sure, I'd be honored. Where you need me to go? And they go, well, we're gonna send you to San Diego, and I'm like, wow, I've I've never been that far west before. I've never been further west than Pittsburgh, right? (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to California. And I go, when? When do you need me to go? And they go, October 31st. And my heart sank. I'm like, you mean Halloween? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, ah. and so I had a family meeting over it. Like, I was like, guys, I'm not going to be here for Halloween. And they were like, Dad, you've got to go. you got to do this, you know? So I said to Ripley's, I'll go under one condition. And they go, what? And I said, you guys are flying me down on Mischief Night. We say Mischief Night here. Mm-hmm. Halloween Eve, Right. You're flying me down Halloween Eve. I'm going to be on the morning show in San Diego. I have to get on the plane immediately because I want to be home for Halloween. And they were like, no problem. You don't want to stay there. You can stay there for the weekend. I said, no. I want to come home. So I I go on the morning show. Limo picks me up, brings me right to the airport. I'm on the plane, and I'm flying home, right? Mm -hmm. And we're they said we're about 40 minutes from New Jersey. And then next thing you know, there was a horrible storm here. And we had to go into, like, a holding pattern for 40 minutes. And the plane says, we're well, sorry, folks. We're going to have to land in Detroit. And I ended up spending the night oh. in Detroit. I wanted to cry, man.
2: Oh, that's sucks. Oh, <laughs>
0: well,
3: the, the worst part was when we landed in Detroit, you know, Kate had the app on her phone. And it said I landed. So I call her. And she goes, hey, where are you? And I go, we just landed. She goes, I know. I saw on the phone that you landed. And I go, I'm in Detroit. She goes, oh we're at Newark Airport. She brought the whole family and their friends. They were all in Halloween costumes waiting for me. Oh, so it was, oh no. <laughs> it was heartbreaking, man. Oh, man. And, oh, man. and, and the, the best part is was I was in my disgusting zombie suit jacket that I wear. I, you know, I went and I bought a, a nice suit jacket at the thrift store, and I shredded it all up, mm-hmm. and that's what I wore on the morning show. So I wore that on the plane, and when we got stuck in Detroit and we were there and we were waiting to see if they're going to give us a hotel for the night. I go to the people at the airlines. they go, "I'll just sleep here on the floor. I really don't want to leave the airport cuz I don't know my way around." And they go, "Sir, we, we can provide a room for you." And I come walking up and I go, "I'm really upset. I'm going to miss Halloween. Look, I'm in a I got all dressed up." And the lady in the airline goes, "Oh, we were feeling sorry for you. We thought that was your only jacket." Like we thought I was the homeless People walking by
2: tossing change in his hat.
3: No, you're like, don't make that poor homeless man sleep on the floor.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: my God, that's awesome. You know, I remember, actually, it's so funny because you said that. I remember I was uh, I was doing a, a stunt segment in a film uh, for John Rusnick called House of Blood. And that night when we got done with filming, it was like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm headed home. And... I walk in the store, and I, just, I stopped in to grab a, a soda to drink on the way home, man. My throat was, like, real dry and stuff because we were just nonstop filming over and over and over again. So I'm standing there, and the guy looking at me is, like, turning pale. And I'm like, dude, are you okay? Because I thought he was getting sick or something. And he goes, no, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine. Why? I still had a bullet hole. And the side of my neck with blood all down the side. I thought I had wiped it all off and got everything off. Nope, still there. And the guy was like, "Dude, I thought maybe you just got shot in a parking lot and come walking in." I'm like, "No, dude, I just got done from, from a movie and blah blah blah." I mean, I was, dude, I was waiting for like cops to show up.
1: I would have played <laughs> it up. I would have totally played that up. That would have been so much fun.
2: <laughs> so yeah, man, I feel your brothers. There, there are all those moments you're you're just not quite thinking.
3: That's right. I thought you were gangster, man.
2: I'm telling you, man. Right? You're like, man, this guy's hardcore, dude. He shot in the neck, and he <laughs> buys a Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh
2: man. So, in your uh, and speaking of being a hardcore gangster here, how many Ouija boards do you have? How big is your collection?
3: I don't. I really don't know now. I mean, I, I you can estimate around 200. They're all over the place. I actually have so many; it's becoming a bit of a problem. They're all over. The place.
2: <laughs> Has anyone ever told you you had a Ouija problem?
3: <laughs> yeah, I have a, a, a hello. I'm a Ouija addict. My name's Rick. Yeah, I have them. I have like a, a display in my tattoo shop, and they're all stacked in the showcases. And then I have them all over my house, and then I have a an art room that they're stacked to the ceiling, and I have them even all over in the back of my suburban. Like sometimes they get ruined because they're just like tires are on top of them and stuff. But they're everywhere.
2: Wow. You know what you should do, man. You should take a whole bunch of them and just have this set and planned with your family. That, God forbid, when the day comes and you finally pass on, you know, and and, I mean, come on, we all die eventually. Mm -hmm. Uh, When that happens, they take all those boards and mail them out to random addresses.
0: Oh, that would (laughs) be hilarious.
2: (laughs) Dude, can you imagine, like, two, three hundred people just sitting there and all of a sudden... Letter shows up from, like, you know, from the post office or whatever. You open mm-hmm. it up, and here's a Ouija board. Trying to figure out where that came from.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, you would start in a whole nother story again somebody would do about you, man. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, we were, we were just talking about that recently. I said to Kate, you know, you know, this whole COVID thing and all, I went and bought, like, a Will kit at Staples. You know, I got all crazy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I said to Kate, I go, listen. You know, when all's said and done, and we're we're back to having wakes and and all these other services, I really want to make. First of all, you know the little card you get, that little trading card you get when you go into a wake.
0: Oh yeah, it has yeah. The,
3: it's usually got some like random generic poem on there and some picture. I'm designing my own because those things are lame, and I'm I'm gonna have like like four different designs so you can have like one or four try to collect them all. But I'm 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 gonna design my own cards for my own funeral, right? Mm-hmm. And I also. I want my my casket. I want on the lower half because that's the boring part. I want the lower half to be. Uh, I don't a think Gator agrees
2: with that, but go ahead.
3: Yeah, yeah. but, <laughs> I, I, but I, 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 I want I want the lower half of my casket to be a, a talking board and with a planchette on it, and I just want a little sign there saying "I dare you." And I want yeah. <laughs> <side. So lucky. laughs>
1: Oh, man. I know
2: that when I die, I want to be cremated. I want my ashes spread out in the sea because, you know, well, Jesse already knows. I'm a, I'm a water guy my whole life. Yeah. So I want to be cremated, have my ashes dropped off out in the ocean. But, however, nice. I still want to own a plot, and I want a tombstone, right, with my name on it. But I want, like, you know, it will be empty. Like, just there would be a hole with the casket down there and have it just partially filled and on the tombstone, I wanted to say back in five minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's no, funny. I, I'm about the Viking funeral thing. If it was legal, that's that's how I nice.
2: do it. So you want me to burn you in the backyard?
1: I want you to burn me on a boat. Okay. Push okay. it out. Make okay.
3: it go. You know, you know there's always like, weird things that you think about, though. Like, I always thought about being, have my ashes thrown in the ocean. Mm-hmm. But then you see all that footage of like those like islands of plastic and stuff that get stuck in the middle of the ocean. I don't want pieces of me in that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i want to be recycled yeah, come back as somebody's mountain dew bottle
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> every time you put your lips on your bottle just think of me
0: <laughs> right? Mm-hmm.
2: all right so now what is do you guys have any future things planned up now like another extravaganza you want to pull off
3: well um right now i'm um, chopping up uh, antique embalming tables so that's been my thing now Is I'm, I'm making Ouija boards out of uh, wood that has like dead people's juices all over it I've been doing a lot of that and I'm trying to do that to like see if maybe there's something connected to that material I don't know I, 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 I'm, I'm still searching I really you know you were talking before about how people say Ouija boards are gateways or haunted or evil Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. those yeah. those ideas always filled me with hope because I was like, cool. I really hope there is, because I want, I want that real life poltergeist horror movie thing to happen to me.
2: Dude, my and boy John like, Rusnick, that uh, from DeadX Radio with me, um, John actually just bought an old World War Two, no, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, World War One stretcher, and he's nice. got tons of actual embalming tables and everything else that he actually got from funeral homes and stuff too that he nice. uses as movie props. So so there are films out there that that people have seen these like embalming tables, at and everything else, not realizing they had actually been used at one time that John owns and sold
1: them as a prop. I wonder how many like celebs are like now like kind of freaking out right now. like, Oh, it touched me. It touched me.
3: (laughs) 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 I got to bathe again. We we tried that approach with, you know, I don't know if you know, I have a hearse and Kate has a hearse. Oh, yeah. uh, I love funeral coaches. So um mine's a nineteen eighty nine Lincoln uh Hearse and I converted the back to a, a Ouija board, a big pullout table. Mm-hmm. And I figure, well this thing's been used to transport I don't know how many people and maybe there's something to this vehicle. But nothing. 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 I I haven't had anything. Nothing cool. Just wood fall on me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess some people got it, some people don't.
2: <laughs> yeah, But you
1: definitely have more than anybody.
2: But you know what, though, in, in all actuality, because, I mean, I used to be a paranormal investigator, you know, hardcore. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of investigations. And honestly, uh, for me to actual find, or actually find a place that was haunted was very few and far between. I mean, honestly. Right. I, I, I would say, like, out of 20, 30 investigations, one, we may get an EVP. You know, or or Mm -hmm. something, you know, some type of little minuscule piece of evidence. However, a friend of mine just sent me a video clip, and Jesse, i got to show this to you when we get off air, and uh, I'm going to throw this out on Instagram, too. Uh, It's a friend of mine that I work with at my other job that their sister has uh, video cameras, you know, for security around their home. And you can see this see-through image of a person walk around the corner and down the fence.
1: That's cool. All caught on
2: camera. And I know this person, I know this individual personally, so I know it's not a lie or or a false piece of evidence, you know, that they created or anything like that. Because I know the individual personally.
1: Do I mean, they live here? Yes. Where? I mean, Where? Not, not don't say it on air. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> Would you like your social security number? Hold on. <laughs> I ain't got no sense. Bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> No, Ooh. we need. We should like do something, do an investigation there, see what. No, oh, absolutely. I, I'm I'm down. Okay. And it's local. Um.
2: So, anyways, back to you guys. You're more important than we are right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I have a very important question that I know some of our listening audience wants to know uh, that they want me to ask you guys. Um, how much will it cost to get Paraprobe put on that board?
3: <laughs> well, well, you know, when we do the next event. You know, I'll probably be looking for sponsors again because some of them, I could say like Benjamin Moore,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, my buddy kind of said to say so for putting it on there, but I don't think that his boss was too thrilled to see that on there. He was like, how did we end up on there? He goes, I don't know, because we donated stain. So, huh. I mean, we'll be looking for sponsors in the future if we well, do another Well, Jesse thing and I there. own the radio I, show
2: Probe, so we can put it on whatever the hell we feel like.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I... Um, uh, I can promise you one thing, because um, people keep asking me, "What if somebody breaks the record?" and 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 I hope they do. I hope somebody makes something bigger because um, I already have plans to go so big that it's it's going to be obscene. It's it's going to be it's going to involve um, cranes and all kinds of stuff. Really? So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, it's going so to it's to make look silly. Yeah. Oh, we'll be in Michigan in. Um, in August, if I mean, if the world changes, yeah, right. uh, we'll be bringing the planchette to uh, uh, Michigan Paracon in August. Cool. Kate and I are going to drive it there 15 hours. Now, so, are you guys got, still doing anything still, with, like, Viddy Space?
2: Hmm? Are you guys still doing anything with Viddy Space, you know, with Elizabeth St. Yeah. them. Okay.
3: Yeah, we still do stuff with Nick and Elizabeth. Sometimes, I mean, you know, once in a while they, they want to do this or that, but um, it's, it's sporadic. Like, we're not, House of Shrek hasn't uh, done anything in a long time
2: yeah i uh yeah
3: that was yeah last year uh nick was nick was at we okay
2: and uh
3: he stood in the planchette and we did he, him and my daughter did a funny vortex like whole video it was pretty funny <laughs>
2: i actually i i brought up to like elizabeth you know i wanted her to come on the show too and uh she's mm-hmm. like let's do it and i never heard back from her again
3: and that was like about
2: three weeks ago so
3: she's busy lately she's a- yeah, she's a busy gal.
2: I don't care. I'm a rock star. She needs to come on my show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just want her
2: on because she's party.
3: <laughs>
2: Jesse just I re- wants to... I... <laughs> You
3: know, I, I like Elizabeth's voice. I told her
2: that. She does have a good voice. She I does. mean, I, like we, I have talked yeah. to her so many times, like, just on the phone or, like, you know, when we, like, were you know, actually interviewing her with the old show with Dedex Radio. And uh, and she does. She has a very pleasant voice and and very you know it's a relaxing voice when you listen to her talk.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Where mine sounds ever like a do with that big
3: skull from Dead <laughs> X Radio. Do what? What'd you do with that big giant skull?
2: Uh, John still has that at the studio, actually.
3: Does he really?
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah, we uh, we actually do have a plan that we are going to be bringing back a version of Dead X Radio, and it it's going to be called Voices of the Apocalypse. Uh, it is going to be video, the whole nine yards, um, all that stuff. It's going to be just like before with Dead X where we talked to everybody from paranormal horror and sci-fi. The problem nice. is, is the timing. John is busy filming for MTV right now, for Viacom, um, nice. which is using a lot of the equipment to do all that. Um, right. Yeah, and of course, I mean that's that, that's major income coming in on that. So it's not like John could just say, "No, I'm not going to do it," and we're going to go do Voice of the Apocalypse for free. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't right. turn down that kind of money. And uh, mm. but yeah, we are actually going to be bringing back a, a a version of it. But Para the radio show that I currently have now, and all that. This this is my uh, this is this is definitely me and Jesse's puppy. They, mm-hmm. You know, we're going to raise this thing and see where it goes. But we're going to try to pull all the stops and see how far we can take it
3: nice
2: yeah we're already getting a a lot of recognition on it so I mean like I said we've already got people wanting us to host and MC Paracons and stuff next year so
3: oh that's awesome oh you know what I wanted to tell you guys I heard you uh, before we came on Mm -hmm. Uh, just to give you a heads up we brought our sulcata tortoise to Ouija Zone. what that's awesome
0: (laughs) Dude,
2: yeah, Jesse, we, Jesse looks like somebody just a, uh, like gave a him his favorite so. steak or something. <laughs> he just got
1: this big smile on his face. What? Look, yeah, we I, have
3: three three dogs and a tortoise in a um in a big RV.
1: Say say yeah. No, next time we got to come.
2: Now Jesse, now say out. it with me. Now Chance has really cool friends.
3: Yes, Chance has <laughs> cool friends. <laughs> like, shut up.
1: That's all the credit you're getting for me.
3: But we have a lot of um snakes and reptiles and tarantulas, which all they could all go. A week without us but the the tortoise couldn't so we couldn't leave him alone so he actually stayed in the shower for the rv we just you know throw lettuce in there
1: <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah no you i don't when, when i you don't you do, do stuff snakes. like that please
2: take pictures because i gotta see it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i am not down with the snakes at all i don't do snakes no. i i got a black snake at my house that i keep around because i have a garden and like it kills things that eat my garden Dude, but dunking. like me, That's the only one I uh I deal with.
2: I can handle snakes and every other animal. The only one that drives me crazy, I cannot stand is spiders. I hate really? spiders. Really? Yeah. I got oh. bit on my back by one when I was a kid, and ever since then, I hate them with a passion. Well, my friends would be like, oh, I got this tarantula. You want to hold it? And I'm like, do you want a dead pet?
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I don't do spiders.
3: Yeah, they're, they're probably my, my favorite creature of all is, is spiders. I think they're like nature's masterpiece. They're you know freaky. what, it was probably a spider freaky. that pushed
2: over the boards on you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spider on steroids. <laughs>
2: well, listen, guys, we're getting ready to wrap this up. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and put out your social medias, put out anything out there you want to promote, push, whatever, websites, whatever you want to put out, feel free. It's carte blanche. Go for it.
3: Awesome. Well, uh, my website's wejazilla.com. Just, we just you can check out all that stuff, and my artwork's on there. Uh, t- talking about historical society Is tbhs.org Come check us out and uh, you can uh, Be a part of it too uh, And also House of a Thousand Tattoos here in New Jersey House of a Thousand Tattoos in Middlesex Borough, come on by and get some ink I tell you what, it,
2: me and Jesse are up that way I'll, I've seen your artwork before If I'm ever up that way, I for real Will come on and get some ink, because I want to get some more I'm, I'm getting a, I don't i am know I'm getting like the tattoo bug, I'm to get another one.
3: Oh, uh, super awesome yeah. You, just, you just wait, like there's. He, he's not going to show anybody yet, but uh, I'm doing some big surprise work on Nick.
2: Really? really?
3: Yeah, everybody's going to be like, "Whoa!" Yeah.
2: All right. Something else so, to look forward to. It's a secret. <laughs>
3: yes, I like that. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, you know, we went all the way. We all went all the way down to. Um, we drove down to uh, South Carolina. He was doing a Spartan race, mm-hmm. and uh, I drew it on him with a uh, sharpie marker to see how he likes it mm-hmm. so there's like a sneak peek if you ever see any of those videos you'll see all
2: of them actually I, I have now that I think about it because I was watching and where that's... he was putting out some like training videos and stuff beforehand too uh, yeah was... you're like
3: what the heck is all that
2: <laughs> yeah well now I know ah, I gotta go back yep. and look at all that stuff again pull it up so I can figure it out alright I'm <laughs> detective <laughs> and
3: our uh, daughter
0: Winter has been working on our Facebook page for House of Shrek. it's all her
2: so that's We're all Winter that. running all House that stuff
0: Shrek on Facebook
3: Yep, that's right. Oh. House of Shrek on Facebook.
2: Dude, Winter Winter used to be like an elf, and now she's like, you know, tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's um Tomorrow's a taller one. Winter's a smaller one. the <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> <more> petite one. <laughs>
3: She's, <laughs> <laughs> She's listening right now too. Winter just turned eighteen. She's a young adult. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: You know, I remember like the first time we had you guys on air with us on DeadX Radio and Winter was on there and me and all the guys were like, Okay, make sure we keep it clean, we have a kid on the show yeah. this time. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we actually we behaved. I was that. I was quite proud of ourselves
3: yeah you know what when we were going to be on your show we watched the shows prior
2: mm-hmm. and
3: the, the girls were having a heart attack they were like oh my god they thought you guys were going to like chew them up <laughs>
2: <laughs> i only chew up people that that irritate me or i think they're an idiot i'm quick to let them know which you guys already yeah. know that so
1: <laughs> it's more fun that way
2: i actually had a guy on our on our show at one time who was uh some world famous like Bermuda Triangle like investigator and all that, and this guy was just a pompous ass man. I talked to this guy for like maybe ten minutes, and I'm like, on on all these different shows you've been on and stuff like that, is like anyone ever hung up on you before or anything like that? And he was like, no, why? I'm like, well, first time for everything, click, turn up on. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't care how big or how big your ego is, man. You act like a jerk. You you know how we are, Dead X, man. We will chew you up. And Paraprobe, we're just as bad. Jesse, Jesse definitely has that side of him, too.
1: Yeah, I try to be nice, try to keep it clean. I'm working really hard. Like I've said before, I'm a career seaman, and I have the mouth to prove it. <laughs> so this is a a work of art, a feat, a I, huge feat. I for know me. I
2: am so proud, man. We have done like 5 shows so far and not had to hit the drop button once or wind up with an FCC fine. I'm proud.
0: All right. <laughs> right.
2: Um thank you. Thank you. See people are proud of me. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a a great time talking to you guys and and seriously, feel free to reach out anytime you guys got something special going on, event you're doing anything like that. Feel free to let me know, man. You guys can jump on here and talk about it anytime you want. Just give me a heads up.
3: Thanks, thanks so much for thinking cool. about it. Yeah, thanks for having us
2: on. No problem. So uh, we're going to let you guys go, and then me and Jesse got to wrap up the show. We only got about a minute left here, so I will talk to you guys later.
3: Right. Take care, Have guys.
1: Bye. Bye, right, guys. Bye. So what did you think, Jesse? Pretty cool? That's super cool. Told you. I got cool Su- friends, a man. A great group of people. Well, I knew I liked them anyway from like yeah. – I was – Studying like crazy. Dude, wait till you talk to
2: them when it's uncensored, when we're just talking to them on the phone. It's, uh, yeah.
1: yeah no. they're like us he, yeah, yeah yeah he's a freak i like him
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, what was so funny was when he started talking about chopping up the embalming tables and all that stuff and i'm looking at blue and blue has this wow look
0: on i love it
2: your face the entire time with your jaw just hanging open and i'm just kind of like yeah get used to it this kind of people it's we good, hang out good with stuff. good stuff when blue broke out his uh um Oh, planchette
0: yeah. pin. I have a planchette pin.
2: Oh, you know what? By the way, before we leave tonight, make sure I took a picture of that. I don't want to throw that out there on my Instagram yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff, so they can see there, it too. It's,
0: it's a meme too. There's a meme on it because yeah. you know I'm an internet person. So. Yep.
2: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, it is 7 p.m. It is the end of the show for this week. I like to say thank you to uh, Rick and to Kate for coming on our show. Rick, you know, Rick and Kate Shrek. Uh, make sure you definitely go and check those guys out. You can find them on Facebook and everything else too. And and all you gotta do is Google Weejazilla, and you'll find everything else oh, yeah. if you want to know about them. And uh we'll be talking to you guys again next weekend.
1: Yep. Have a good night. Have a good weekend.
2: Later. Bye. Sweet.
0: Perties. The Creepy and the Crookie, Mysterious and Spooky, They're all together looky. The Animal's Family. The house is a museum where people come to see them. They really are a stream, The animals Family. Sweet.
3: It will save millions of lives and soon end the pandemic once and for all. The initial three million doses are to go to health care workers and nursing home residents. Health officials don't expect enough doses to be ready.